0: fantasy.
1: In the NFL draft, I would not believe it, but this guy's a freak. He's fast as hell, and he ends up in a spot where they don't really have any receiver besides Tyro.
2: I left this a mystery for the two of them sitting here.
1: He didn't tell us a thing. I Can't didn't wait. tell
2: you because the bus is Phillip Lindsay. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. I have yes! decided it is
0: true. The Broncos suck.
2: And they still used Phillip Lindsey.
0: this is my 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 darling of fantasy, but this is my everything uh, my bold always. my bold prediction is that Darwin Thompson finishes the year with 1,000 yards combined. I'm going to rank
3: Joe Mixon slightly ahead of Austin Eckler in this example, or you know we did as a consensus, probably because Joe Mixon is being pushed by Gio Bernard, where Austin Eckler is being pushed by Justin Jackson, and the Chargers like to do a split, you know.
0: All right, well, if you couldn't tell, we're going to be doing the AFC West. Um, just a bit off on my uh, my Darwin Thompson take. Yeah, yeah
3: just a couple hundred, few hundred bad. yards there. Yeah, a thousand. I mean, it was <laughs> close. Just over 800. <laughs> <Okay. though>. Yeah, <laughs> just a full thousand
0: off. <laughs> uh, Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, at Top Shelf FNTSY website, Top TopShelfFantasy.com. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of a bit of a rough, uh, bold prediction. Um, and just to clear things up, Scotty's little clip at the beginning, that was about Henry Ruggs. So we're doing that AFC West podcast, 73, July 29th. We've already had COVID opt-outs. My Darwin Thompson bold prediction could come true It's It's year. getting better every day. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, yeah, so the NFL, NFLPA, they've agreed to allow players to opt out, uh, basically taking their contracts, moving it to 2021, and giving them an advance on their salary in 2021. So, we've already had some players uh, opt out, um, so we can go around and kind of talk about what the implications are, but it is going to be a crazy, like, weekend, I think. Um, and we may not talk about a lot of defensive guys, but... Um, Patriots had six opt out, but those were a lot of leaders of the defense, so a lot it'd be interesting to see if a lot of the younger guys on that team kind of follow suit and say, Oh, you know what, my the captain of my defense opted out, maybe I should too.
3: Yeah, like always we're gonna focus on the offensive fantasy relevant players, but the defensive guys matter too. I mean, at at some level they affect the offense. If you know, you can't get off the field then your offense is gonna suffer.
0: Right. And I just think, like, mentally for some of these players, too. I mean, if you're a younger player and you look up to, you know, say a Damian Williams, is the, the biggest name so far that's opted out, if you look up to him and go, huh, maybe I should reconsider my, my, you know, if he's willing to give up, I don't know, what is it, $2.3 million or whatever his contract is. I mean, sure, it's in the millions. You know, maybe it's a, it's a little different there. So Marquise Goodwin, uh, Damian Williams, Devin Funches Offensive players that have opted out Yeah,
1: I think that those are the only Fantasy relevant players so far and, Right, and Marquis Goodwin's probably not even Fantasy relevant to start because he's kind of
2: Bounced from San Francisco where he didn't really Show much to Philadelphia on a new team But um, he, he That's the level of player that is At least the third highest um, So I would, I would hope Not more show up um, But Demi Williams obviously is a, is a Massive factor uh, CEH takes a big bump. Uh, the guy leading in, Darwin Thompson, uh, could take a bump. Uh, Daryl Williams could take a bump. There's a lot of running backs there. They could they could bring in another one like LeSean DeAndre Washington. De- DeAndre Freeman. Um, yeah, Devontae Freeman. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> ho- ho- hoping every day. Have I, him on my dynasty too, I mean, so.
0: if we if we did have to sit here and say, okay, who who most benefits? And so we are doing the AFC West, so maybe let's have this discussion when we get to Kansas City, you know, we can kind of talk about the implications. Talk of all about
1: that v- they could rushing yards now. Oh, right. Oh man, yeah, we actually <laughs>
0: We're need to go and that. calculate that, yeah. and that's gonna be oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but two other notable um, odd outs: Nate Solder and Marcus Cannon, both massive. Uh, uh, it's a huge hit to those offensive lines, and there's some. I mean, that's Saquon Barkley's offensive line, and I know we harp on Sony Michelle not being a great running back, but he is fantasy relevant. He will be drafted, and he gets worse without having Marcus Cannon on the line.
3: Yeah, they're veteran offensive linemen who have been doing this for a long time, and are again leaders on their offensive line units. They're guys that people rely on, and younger rookies rely on, and I mean. I guarantee you Saquon Barkley prefers to run behind Nate Solder versus whoever else they're going to plug in there, and same for Sony Michelle and Marcus Cannon. So very, you know, probably under-the-radar opt-outs as far as, you know, offensive fantasy players go, but it matters if you're really looking down the line towards the efficacy of your running backs.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I would say the, the next, you know, big thing that's come out is that some players are coming out on the pop list. Um, Alshon Jeffrey being the biggest name, Corey Davis being another name, you know, two wide receivers that are very involved in their offenses. So bumps to the other players around them, um, you know, Alex Smith coming off of that leg injury is just a nice story. Uh, I don't know how Quincy Nuna is listed here on the pop list, but uh, he,
1: he's he's there too. He he can walk now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And, and then the reserve COVID list is, is something that you're going to see pop up throughout the entire season. There's been a lot of players that have already been put on it, uh, notably like the most recent. I know Detroit put on Kenny Galladay and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, those are players that, you know, are obviously uh, big fantasy relevant players. And the way that we've understood how the COVID reserve list works is that there's really no time frame for the players to be on it. It could be a minimum um, of, you know, maybe three – you know, days or, or maybe four weeks, depending on how uh, the severity of the actual, you know, virus in their system. Um, so really, we don't know how that's going to play out this year, but that's obviously something that you need to be, you know, very involved in.
1: Yeah. And to clear that up a bit, it doesn't mean they all have COVID. It means right. they, they could or they have been in, in interaction with s- someone or someplace that might have
3: had it. So like, correct, it can be three days. It might be four weeks if they do have. It. Right. Like, perfect example, they uh, they said Lane Johnson tested positive for COVID, and then you immediately saw two other Eagles players uh, were put on the reserve COVID list because of their close interaction and proximity to Lane Johnson, who has it. They don't have it, but they were near him. Right. And that, and it, that appears to be enough, which is very concerning if you have one player in your, your positional group and your guys are trying to review tape or something well, okay, and I, I just got diagnosed with it. I know I was doing tape 45 minutes ago. Everybody in that room is a suspect and potentially going to land on this list. And then I think what, Craig, you were saying, it's three negative tests.
2: Yeah, so they agreed to three. You, it was two, but now it has to be three uh, uh, negative tests that have come back that they don't have COVID before they're allowed to rejoin the team and rejoin
3: the locker room. And we still don't know what that time frame is going to look like because – Again, we don't understand COVID, so that, yeah. that that this all boils down to that. Like, we can test three days in a row, but is that enough? Why are we quarantining for two weeks? So, is it we? It has to be three tests over two weeks now. I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor.
0: Right, and I think what what will be interesting is as we approach, you know, in the next really two weeks before draft start. I mean, we've got a draft in two weeks. We've got one in three weeks. Um you know, if if TJ Hawkinson's still on the, the reserve list, it's like, all right, he's been on there for four weeks. Yeah, the hell's going on? <laughs> Is he okay? Like, Is he still he, living? Like, what the fuck? And so I think it's it'll just be important to know who's on that list heading in and how long players who were on there already, because um, obviously they're not getting better. Corey. Oh, sorry, just cracked into a summer. Yeah, treehouse brewery summer treat for all of us today. It was appreciative. Yeah, of
3: course. <laughs> yes, thank you. I made a trip down to the old treehouse brewery. Had to do the uh, the COVID pickup, non non contact. <laughs> Not a
1: sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah, Oh yeah, Yeah,
0: Corey's gonna be on the COVID
1: list. Did you give him a sticker?
3: <laughs> a sticker. Top shelf sticker. Oh, Did you no, put a sticker. No, I there? I couldn't even get out of my car. you was supposed to slap it on the guy's face as yes. he absolutely <laughs> yeah. Sponsors, damn it. Don't I should miss. I should have put one on every car that was in line. <laughs> there. there was about two hundred of them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we have more swag to give away for people listening. Um, all right.
2: The other two bits of news: uh, Tua right. is cleared to practice. Um, 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 they they, they did say that Tua is probably going to take some time to play, but they but him clearing Matt passing his um, uh, physical is actually a hu- is huge for him. Uh, because you know they, they talked about him maybe starting off the year on the pop or whatever. Increase yeah. those chances that he starts for the first four s- weeks, baby. Uh,
1: uh, I think it starts um, the third quarter of week three.
3: Just despite spike Greg just, with our just, four week bet. Then
1: it's a wash, right? Your bet? No, all he has to do 3. is 3. start 5? by week four.
3: Okay.
2: So I would win. I thought the overrun was like three The, the, the over under was three and a half. Yeah, and then I just said
1: start by week four, and you agreed.
0: Guys, it's magic.
2: Well, all right, we'll we'll see. What, Anyways, what's we'll, we'll suss this out. out.
1: In different rookie quarterback news, Justin Herbert is not there physically yet to start Week One. Uh, take that, however you want. Well, it.
0: the the actual the actual quote was that. Um, okay, I can't read the actual quote, but my, <laughs> my my paraphrase the the way that I understood it was that not that he wasn't physically ready to do it, that he he was too raw. To go out there and start without those reps,
3: right? Yeah, right. Like you can't replace but he's not reps in person, right? In the right. film. The way the right. Twitter That's thing said talking. it was, it was the weird. Weird. I'm like,
2: misleading. I, I, I would like to just say that I'm taking it as Herbert's
1: weak. <laughs> yeah.
2: he's, just I mean, a, he's just
3: weak. He I didn't expect him to start right. Week One, anyways. Yeah, we all expected him mean, to start. I think if we're going to go like order of rookie quarterbacks, we're going to say Barrow is going to start. Tua would be the next guy, and then probably Herbert, unless I'm forgetting someone else. Jordan Love, I guess, would be the last. I say Herbert first. Shotgun bet. Let's go. I'll take that. Herbert's going to start before Tua. <laughs> yeah. I just want a shotgun bet. Probably not. But let's do it. Scotty's feeling that. Uh, Deals. <laughs> let's shake on it. All All right. Right. We just shook. Right. We'll get this on video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I think we actually already have a couple bets that we need a shotgun on.
2: Probably. Are we sure? <laughs> we bet quite Should a bit. We,
0: we probably have to. Um, all right. I updated the Kansas city vacated targets and vacated rushing attempts. Oh, nice. There's 230 vacated rushing attempts and 95 vacated targets for the Kansas City Chiefs. What was
1: it before? Like, nothing and nothing?
0: It was 119 vacated rushing attempts, or 111 vacated uh, rushing attempts and, uh, like, I don't know, 30-something vacated targets, 40-something vacated targets. So So it's really
3: just a huge workload coming to uh, CEH right off the rip.
0: Well, let's have that discussion. Um... So, I always felt like when... It, so, the first team we'll go into is Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. Let's um, talk about the running backs. I always felt like the CH drafting really in the first year, maybe even second year, wasn't going to be a huge hit to Damian Williams. I mean, they, they won a Super Bowl with him on the team. I don't think he's a good running back. I mean, I've been very honest about that. But as an NFL team... You win a Super Bowl with this guy, it's really hard to say, hey, we're going to take the 111 rushing attempts we gave you and give it to somebody else. But now Damian Williams is saying, nah, no, nah, go ahead, give my 111 to somebody else. As a veteran, leaving and opting out and going, yeah, no, here you go, kid.
1: <laughs> Where, in the biggest thing, it's, I mean, he's not competing for his job, but he's in a split backfield now, I think, with a first-round pick. If he opts out this year... There's a chance he's never going to be a starter on any team in 2021. Yeah, yeah, he's
3: not Christian McCaffrey op- opting out. He's not like, okay, I'll take a year off, and I'm going to return to my job, and no, here yeah. it is, and he's I'm going to play a ton. fighting to keep his yeah. spot. You might never play football in this league again. Right. But
2: he's getting $2.3 million no matter what next year. Okay. Beautiful. Because yeah. they picked up his option, and I believe what the NFL has said is since they've already picked it up next year, it's already guaranteed. Boy, do they regret that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.
3: So that is actually an interesting caveat. If they extend or whatever, they they, they opt out and they owe this $2.3 like that's a guaranteed contract for next year. What if they cut him in camp next year? That's just a no, he still gets that. Money. He still, still gets it. Still yeah. guaranteed. So it's just yeah. dead cap. Sweet. Because yeah, when
2: they pick up the option, it becomes official. That's becomes what we like guaranteed. to call
3: a good deal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for dude, a running dude. back that's not that good.
0: Yeah. And it's it's just interesting because, I mean, where where does CEH now fall? I mean, is he a top 10? Is he a first round pick?
3: Oh, he's he's up there. He's close.
2: No. He's I a mean, second round pick.
1: I had back. him yeah. ranked 14 before. I, I know I had him ranked a lot higher than you guys. Um, I just think it was just on that train to start, but
3: I'd keep him there. Maybe move him up to twelve. Um, yeah, but- I would take him on the back end of the first round or on the turn if I was a late pick, right around there. I would take him anywhere from tenth overall to sixteenth overall. I'd have no problem with that range.
2: Yeah, I move him up significantly in the area of the Le'Veon Bell's, Melvin Gordon's, Leonard Fournette's. But you
0: don't, you don't think that Daryl Williams is going to be a factor at all? I mean, I, I can confidently say I. I'm willing to be wrong, but I don't think Darwin Thompson's an issue at all. But I do think that Daryl Williams is. I do think that DeAndre Washington is.
3: Neither of those guys worry me at all. But if they bring somebody else in, I'm very, very worried about whoever that is.
1: They don't, but with 230 vacated targets, I think one of those guys will be used in a way. Um, And like Tom, you said before, if if one of these guys flashes, Andy Reid's going to use them. Yeah, Regardless,
2: yeah. and and Andy Reid has already put out that quote that he he thinks he's uh, shoot I forget the name of the player but Brian Westbrook Brian Westbrook he thinks he's better than him so it, it, and we all know Andy Reid is is typically a, a, you know take away the last couple seasons but typically a, a one running back guy I was literally
3: just gonna say that like there is a high chance that he just says C E H is my guy and I'm gonna ride him right there like yeah that, that mean, is a a very popular school of thought and a very likely outcome for this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just not consistent with what they did last year. Yeah, but only it's last one year. one Super Bowl win. Right,
3: exactly. And he, <laughs> he mean, might say, oh my goodness, I switched up my uh, my approach and I won a Super Bowl. Maybe I keep doing that. Mm. But I think that Super Bowl might largely be part of not his running approach. You know, <laughs> well, it might a guy be, like uh, Pat Mahomes. Or, yeah, uh, this guy they just gave half a billion dollars to. It might be him. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, Damien ran every play that
0: yeah, uh, that's true. That day, so you know, and, and and so le- and then let's talk about what you know else the Kansas City Chiefs could do because they actually ranked pretty low in the league as far as offensive touches go. I mean, they were below half, um, or excuse me, the amount of plays that they ran. They were they were below uh, average with the amount of plays. I mean, they just capitalized on every play that they had. Mahomes only attempted four hundred and eighty four passes. I don't know that they have to throw it anymore, but I mean, what if they throw the ball six hundred times this year? Now it's
1: dangerous. I mean, the big—it's <laughs> th- crazy. The big plays are the McColl, Harmons, Tyreek Hill, deep down sixty-yard catch touchdowns. But I know he missed four games, kind of four and a half. Um, yeah, that that number is a little bit skewed because of his right. missed time. But like Tom said, I think that that for sure can
2: go up. Oh, it it, it should. Uh, with with the run losing some of that
0: running, yeah, I mean, so let's see. Combined, they passed about 575 times. That's that's right. Yeah, I mean, plus you have they, to think it, they it, it they could, weren't playing very well over.
2: anyway. Their defense is also trash. So you this know, could they, be
1: crazy. They,
2: they, that's what, there was actually one point we were saying like Kansas City's gold for fantasy football because their their defense is trash. They kept trading things away. They get kept cutting them and then just kept loading up on offense. Or signing players on offense. Oh, yeah,
3: you see teams that they get up kind of big-ish, maybe 21-7, and then they start running the ball and pounding some clock and calling it a day. That doesn't happen for the Chiefs because their defense consistently gives exactly.
1: up 30 oh, points a game. Every playoff game. They're number 21 or 14 yeah. every time. Right. They can give up a ton of points to the it?
3: Patriots with an anemic offense. You know, it's like these guys, are just they they don't even care. They're just trying out a high school football team on defense and saying, Pat Mahomes, can you score 50? Right. He's like, no problem, we got you.
0: Right. Well, they gave him all the money, too, so it'll be like that for the next 10 all, years. Right? All the money. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole money.
1: money. Hey, Damien, can you opt out, please? We need, <laughs> we need some of the everything. Money. We need a little bit I extra. Promise I'll bring it back. Pick his Um
0: mind. Tyreek Hill getting 89 targets was was a bit shocking. So he was actually the third highest, right? I don't think anybody expects Sammy Watkins to continue to get 90 targets. Travis Kelsey's probably still going to be the, the number one target. Uh, we drafted Tyreek Hill in the uh, podcast league, right?
2: No, I never would have allowed that. Are you thinking of last year's league when we had him with? Uh, no,
1: it was the option between him or was it Hopkins we got instead? I can't no, remember. I, I, no, no. We'll have to take a look. Moving here. on.
0: Um, but so I'm just I'm just curious, like how does Damian Williams opt out? Like let's assume that they they pass the ball on average. Four, five, six five six more times a game how does that change tyree kills i mean i think right now we consensusly have him somewhere in the in in the top five are you willing to say he's better than than Devonte adams now i mean would you take him over Devonte adams knowing that there's a, a enormous amount of plays that were done on the ground now that could potentially go to the air I, why, I, why are you shaking your head? Was that the... No, it's a joke. I was looking at Joe Burrow. Burrow's picture. Oh, okay, just like, I, th- I thought Jewish it was like we made a really bad pick. <laughs> oh, he's, no, got no, a, no.
3: he's got a suit and tie on oh, yeah, in his, in his like ESPN picture. <laughs> <right, anyways>.
2: um, <laughs> um, Tyreek Hill, I, I, I have him as my number <coughs> two receiver. So I, I still am going to, to have that. I mean, the thing was is that he, he did end up losing... Uh, no, Michael Thomas is still my number one receiver. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I have – and that was also kind of gutsy itself because I'm, I'm still between him and Julio, I really think, on um, who my number two is. But Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, he did miss four games last season. Um, and he played, so, right, well. he played some weeks without Mahomes as well. Right, he played some um, weeks without Mahomes. Miko Hardman had uh, also come in and taken some of those snaps away. Uh, a little bit of the time that Tyreek Hill was still kind of like trying to get back to his feet. Cause if I'm not mistaken, it was like an MCL injury or something like that. Yeah. He um, barely
1: ran the ball, uh, second half of the year. Right.
2: So, uh, I, I think that he's just going to catch on fire again. Um, you know, the, he had seven touchdowns with, which I, I think is going to go up. I can't remember what his number was the year before that, but it was obviously a lot more than seven. Um, but that's just my take on that.
0: So the reason we're spending so long on this Forty-three percent of the offensive plays are no longer going Word. to be Ugh. on the Kansas City Chiefs in 2020. So Lashawn McCoy frees up 101 rushing yards, 34 targets. Spencer Ware 17 rushing attempts, seven targets. When you combined everything that they lost, it's 43 percent of their offensive plays. That's that's huge. That's oh, it's, enormous. It's and if and they didn't add anybody, like. Well, C.E.H. is well, the only C-H, one, really. but and DeAndre they, add, they but. added C.E.H. But do we say that forty-three percent of those offensive plays go to C.E.H.? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> and if I'd say forty, and then Mahomes stays healthy, like
1: if, if Mahomes and Hill stay healthy, and this whole offense stays healthy all year, this could be an absolute goldmine every single week,
3: and yeah, it's, I, it's just a high-scoring offense. And so again, like, I don't think C.E.H. is going to take forty-three percent, but he has proven that he can run the ball, he can catch the ball, and he can pick up blocks. He did it for LSU all the time. If he can do yeah. it at a pro level it's a different conversation.
0: He did it for one year. Okay. I, I differ in opinion with you um, but, but I think, I think but most people But he led the league
1: in receptions, right? For running backs?
0: He did but he did it for a year. Right, but yeah, but it, it's <laughs> they only did yeah, it I mean, once. but
2: the, but like you know, there are players like even just recently Josh right. Jacobs, who you know came in, only had half the work with Alabama, came in the NFL sure. and yeah. killed it.
0: And, sure. and, and,
3: and there are guys who don't catch the ball at all. That's that's what I'm saying. He he has the ability to catch it, even if you do it for a year. He showed he can do it. I I, I do. He's think not Sony Michelle.
0: Now that he's not Sony Michelle, that is his <laughs> best quality. <laughs> we'll just the leave bet,
3: it. The <laughs> best thing I can say about this guy. He's not Sonny Michelle. Let's not Uh, forget,
2: though, too. Let's let's reference the best tight end of the league is also on this team, and he had 136 targets last year. I don't think that goes up or down. I think that's about the same thing. You're looking around 1,200 yards, and then, you know, he had five touchdowns last year, maybe more uh, this year. How many?
0: Hold on. I got to see. Let me just, before we move on, four, five, so nine, uh, with a two, 11, plus one is 12. 12 TDs are gone just between LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams on the ground and in the air.
3: That's uh, 72 fantasy have, points. Are we going to
0: have like an 18 TD player coming out of the Kansas City Chiefs? C- no. C- We're C- going to H- have four tens.
1: No. No. <laughs> oh, this is going <laughs> to this,
2: this is the one year Sammy Watkins gets drafted in the 13th round and plays like a round one player. <laughs> oh, my God. The first time ever.
0: Um... All right, let's move on.
1: Before we get you know the, the, the biggest or ever, should we just go to the Broncos?
0: I don't know. I just want to keep talking about the <laughs> Chiefs. I don't want to talk about the Broncos. So if you have something else you want to say,
3: Nah, let's go to the Broncos. Drew Law. I've already
0: talked oh, it up. Um, well,
2: yeah. the Broncos are pretty poor on offense last year. The See, only thing they had was rushing. As far as like the decent, they they were still below average rushing, and and that that was. Their highlight of their team last year.
0: Yeah, I I, it's just hard to see how this team honestly improves because I mean we look at how many vacated targets there are, how many vacated rushing attempts there were. There's not much more to go around.
1: Fifty eight
0: and twenty five. And then they bring in Melvin Gordon.
3: And Judy Jerry Handler.
0: Right. Like I don't understand how that district
3: Well, it's 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 a redistribution of the players that are currently on the roster. Royce right. Freeman is not going to touch the ball 132 times. That's where you get it. It's they're right. not vacated, but they're gonna be vacated by him.
0: Right. And 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 you are you are you're correct. Right. I mean, Royce Always. Freeman becomes absolutely nothing irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Deshaun
1: Hamilton's gonna those 52 targets are gonna be diminished. I think he'll, he's probably should. He'll get a few.
3: Tim Patrick's gonna not have the 31 targets. Um, right. Yeah. I think, honestly, Noah Fant's targets go down as well. I, I don't think he deserves to go down, but I think that they will just as a function of having more outside options. I think right. that, again, Drew Locke will probably use him as a safety valve, but not 66 times, maybe so, closer to 45.
0: So my 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 whole piece of this, though, is we, we talk about the redistribution, right? It's not just the in, infusion of we have all these plays, we have players, and we need to just allocate these plays to these players. We just have to redistribute all of this. But they were bottom barrel in the amount of offensive touches that they offensive plays in 2019. So like, I really struggle with this team from a fantasy perspective. Like I like I, I look at Melvin Gordon and I go, how can you be good this year? Like how can you be good on a team that doesn't run a lot of uh, you know they have a they have basically a rookie quarterback. They they have Cortland Sutton who. God bless him for being on that team because he he could be winning Super Bowls with another team, but like I, I just don't understand how Melvin Gordon is gonna find much success. I'll on tell this you why. At all.
2: I'll tell you why, and this is gonna be one of my bold predictions when we do the show.
0: Oh, you are just gonna keep picking the Broncos for you, Pat, Pat
2: Shermer. Pat <laughs> Shermer came off of a team where they just strictly used a number one running back, and they had no one else behind him. And I think that's exactly what his style is. And I think that's exactly why they brought in Melvin Gordon. They brought in Pat Shermer not even two weeks before, and they signed Melvin Gordon right away when they didn't need another running back. I think that he had said to the the coaching staff that was already there, Vic Fangio and their general manager, and said, listen, let's get a number one running back in here. It'll open up a lot of things for your passing game. You have a guy like Drew Locke who has a strong arm that can go deep. And Cortland Sutton's a, a deep threat type of wide receiver. I think putting more effort into the running game this season with just a good running back like Melvin Gordon is, it will put a lot more in on this offense, you know, as far as plays and touchdowns and, and, and everything that, you know, will drive the rest of the entire team. So I think that Melvin Gordon this year is going to see a, a, a big amount of uh, over 250 carries you think Philip Lindsay had 224 last year on a team that rushed also with Royce Freeman with 130 I think that Philip Lindsay is going to take a step back obviously Royce Freeman's completely gone and now you have a running back that's taking 250 some are in the you know uh, around the four and a half to five yards per carry you're looking at a great running back he can also catch and I, and I think that that's going to help him Judy also so I just I, I actually see a lot for this team in my opinion
3: yeah, I mean, you, you you always think, like, gone are the days of Larry Johnson touching the ball 400 times. This offense might get close to that with Melvin Gordon this year. You could see him easily touching the ball 300 times on the ground.
2: I mean, let's not forget, I mean, Philip Lindsay's going to be involved, right? Like, they oh, yeah. just wipe yes. Royce Freeman off the face of the earth. He still has 132. Attempts that Roy Freeman had last year. Like, I just think
3: they. Lot. I just think they let Lindsay do the pass catching work. He's a great pass catcher. Why? Just hey, Melvin, go run the ball. That's all we like need they, you to do.
0: They they passed the running backs ninety eight times last year. Freeman had one hundred and thirty two rushing attempts. The thing I struggle with is we we bring up Pat Shermer. He coached the Giants in two thousand nineteen, right? Correct. Saquon right. Barkley. Barkley's was on the team, he, he, right? And <laughs> who's the backup?
1: Uh, Wayne, Wayne Goldman Like
0: right. so, you bring in a running back that isn't Saquon Barkley. And you have a better backup than Wayne Gallman. I don't know. This is me, honestly, being pessimistic. I
3: come again. (laughs) Nope, nope, perfectly, perfectly fine.
0: (laughs) Oh boy, Um, this is me being negative. Um, Melvin (laughs) Gordon. (laughs) Tom says
2: is negative. Melvin
0: Melvin Gordon wasn't a great efficient runner with the Chargers, but he always made his hay on scoring touchdowns. This team didn't score a lot of touchdowns with the running backs. You know, like, I don't know.
3: Yeah, but you know who else Pat Shermer was a coach for? Uh, The Minnesota Vikings, who have used one running back for a long time, and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles back in 2013 and 2015, where they used one running back for a very long time. And then prior to that, the Cleveland Browns. Who I think at that time they were using uh, that white fella that I can't remember his name <laughs> of Peyton Biden- <laughs> Biden- Ellis. Biden- right, but my, my, my point <laughs> I'm glad is,
0: you're in agreement with me on this one. Yeah. My, I think my, Pat Shermer's
2: a huge change to this offense.
0: No, and that's and that's fine. I'm just saying that Philip Lindsay is a one thousand yard rusher as a backup. Pat Shermer has never had a backup running back that has gone for a thousand yards. He
2: wasn't a backup. He had over fifty percent of the carries last year.
0: He's going to be a backup with Melvin Gordon, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so Tom's saying it's not like Saquon comes in. Wayne Gallman had 200 yards the year before. Gordon comes in. His backup, Lindsey, had over a thousand yards for two years in a row. He's still going to be involved. I get that. But regardless, saying, regardless of that, I, I get, I get what you're saying. My yeah. opinion is
2: that that regardless of Philip Lindsey's talent and the fact that he can produce, I think that Pat Shermer, as a head coach, wants only one. I think it's a philosophy thing. And. And that's fine. And, and I think it's going to be
3: a one like the way that James White and Sony Michelle are a one and a one, but they have different roles.
1: Yeah, I mean, as for pass catching, Melvin Gordon is hands down the best pass catcher on the team. Uh, Philip Lindsay not, is not, not a great pass catching back; he's okay. Roy Freeman had more targets, more yards. Last well, yeah, that's year. that's the thing. Melvin Gordon had more targets in four or less games than all these guys with Austin Eckler. Well, I think that's a fun. Right. And I think that's right. to why to they're bringing him too, though. Him in because they have not had a pass catching back like that since probably C.G. Anderson. I mean, we'll see. I
2: don't want to drive a narrative that's just only my opinion. You can take what you want. Um, Phil Lindsay, well, that's like why we said, come here. we come well, here to right, argue yeah. that all no, ex- of this, ex- right? ex- I mean, Exactly, exactly.
0: Because people are faced with <laughs> I'm in the second round. I went right. wide, or right. I'm I'm in the beginning of the third. I went wide receiver, wide receiver, or whatever.
2: Melvin, I, Melvin exactly. Gordon. Exactly. It, it, and I completely agree. And I, I have confidence in it. I obviously <laughs> want to see more uh, what what happens. Um, I wish there was a preseason to see. But, <laughs> but I, I guess maybe I, mean, I don't even know. If the media, much, I, don't think, but, I don't know what the media is even yeah, able yeah. to see practices. So we'll, we'll we'll see what actually we're shot shot in the dark on teams with new guys. But um, you know, obviously the big, you know, addition on offense in this team as well is Jerry Judy, which I think is in for eight decent to above average fantasy year. I think he'll, you know, definitely be able to produce, put some flex value out there. I don't, I don't have high hopes. I don't know if you guys do. I
0: think he's going to struggle to, to see a hundred targets. Um, but I think that everything that you saw from Deshaun, Tim Patrick, this, this Fred Brown fella on here? There, there's a handful of tight ends that got in the mix. I think, it, you know, when you when you create all things equal and you you get rid of all of that, you say Cortland Sutton is is likely bound for the same success that he had. You take everything else and and likely give a majority of it, eighty percent of it, to Judy. And that I mean that equates to about eighty targets. And so what he can do with eighty targets is probably gonna be really scary. dangerous.
3: Yeah, and I mean again, this is. 80 targets after you factor in that the defense is probably looking primarily at Cortland Sutton and making sure that he's probably double covered after what he's done the past couple of years. So those 80 targets might be fairly open, which is a fantastic uh, you know, outlook for a rookie wide receiver in this league. I mean, they often come in and, and, and struggle, especially when they're the high-profile talents like a Jerry Judy. So I'm not necessarily worried about his production. I am – like like you said, I don't disagree with you, Tom. At the the eighty eighty ish targets, I think you're probably almost close to dead on with that. If he gets more great, but I think his production with those eighty targets is going to be fairly big.
2: The thing is, is yeah, he's he's a polished receiver. Yes. Like he was, and and talked about before the the NCAA season even started last year, was that he was one of the most polished receivers that that, that scouts had seen. Now, granted, there's there's obviously been more upside wide receivers that have come in in the past. Um, you know, like a DK Metcalf or or a Mike Williams, um, but Corey Davis, uh, Corey Davis, sure, but but <laughs> Jerry Judy, as far as his footwork goes and route running, like these are like uh, interesting, um, you know, characteristics that a wide receiver brings into a team that didn't have that before. Uh, he's almost like an a Emmanuel Emanuel Sanders esque type wide receiver that they had, where, where he was able to do multiple things, and I think that that's something that they, they've been lacking. Um, and I think that, like, you're right. Like, even with the 80 targets, he's still going to be able to do something with it.
3: Well, it's wild to see a team that has two of these guys as well because Cortland Sutton is a polished route runner. He runs short, he runs medium, he runs deep. And Drew Locke will throw the ball at, at, at all of those. He doesn't care. He just chucks the ball. He's, he's not out here to worry about playing time. He's just chucking it. Now, if you have two guys that are doing that – even better. Cortland Sutton, you want to run You want to run uh, across the middle for a minute because Judy's going to go deep. Flip it for the next play. The defense has no idea what they're looking at. It really compares to what they have going on in Cleveland with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. And how does Drew Locke comp to Baker Mayfield? Baker didn't have a great year last year. Drew Locke was fairly new. Can he take a, a bigger step forward than Baker did? Hopefully. And if he can, you got two decent wide receivers right off the rip. And that's a, that's not a bad outlook for your season.
2: Yeah, I definitely think this, this team has a future. Uh, they're obviously extremely young. Uh, extremely new. Um, but I, I think this team definitely has a has a bright future. And a pretty good tight end
1: too.
3: So right. Noah fan. fan is a big
2: right. is a big big thing this year. I think a lot of people are
3: rising on him. Um, and Jeff is not bad either. I mean he gets downfield, he's a he's a deep vertical, uh, stretch field tight end who can also block.
2: Well not to mention two those that they,
0: blocking tight ends are like the fullbacks you. Oh I love <laughs> the, I
3: mean um, <laughs> you get a linebacker up
0: the, the biggest
1: addition for the run game is Nick Vanette from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh yeah. Yep. He's a great. awesome blocking tight end. Not a fancy riddle, but,
3: but go on. And unfortunately, <laughs> and no, unfortunately, adult. Andy Janovich left.
2: Yeah, it and then they brought right. in they brought in another tight end that was more of a move tight end too. Uh, I'll butcher his name, but Albert Akudubadayam. You got it. Sure. <laughs> sure, So he's he's actually he's a high talent, but but no fan obviously is going to you know he had 66 uh, targets last year. I would expect around the same. Um and it was fantasy relevant enough because of the tight end landscape. So, so that's the, where we are. The and one it was final late question season too. Uh, it was
3: the one final question I have for you guys about the wide receivers is KJ Hamler, new rookie wide receiver coming in. You think targets go to him? He just pushes Tim Bra- and Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamlin, Deontay Spencer completely out of the picture. You think he's the guy, or do you think it's kind of a mix? What do you think?
0: Nah. So I uh, do. You, you gotta. You wanna go ahead? Scotty? has
1: gotta. I mean. Uh, I think he's a third option, but again, with no preseason, living in camp, um, it might take him a little bit to come in. I know I like the guy a lot, but not the best team to go to for a fantasy point yeah. Right for Drew Locke and the offense. A fantastic player to have. but um,
2: He's going to be that type of player that's like John Ross where he just goes deep and all of a sudden gets two touchdowns a game. Maybe if it's early in the season too, people are going to be all hyped up on KJ Handler.
3: Oh yeah, if he has a big like week one, like a week one, exactly. Yeah. Everybody um, spends their
2: but, fab budget on him. But like you said, with with not having the preseason and and him being a rookie and things being tougher for them this year, they're going to limit their route running ability, and and he is a burner where he you know he runs a post, a slant, and maybe a few other things, and and that's what they're going to stick with until about mid season, and we'll see what happens then, and we'll know the answer. But he's not going to be fantasy relevant, but he is going to be that type of John Ross player that just all of a sudden pops off for a game.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like you guys both touched on, the lack of camp is just going to be huge this year across the board for rookies.
2: Yep. The Raiders. We'll get on to the Raiders.
1: (laughs) New stadium, Las Vegas now. Yeah, sorry, not Oakland anymore. Vegas. I'm going to mess that up (laughs) for at least two more years. I think everybody. Honestly, I said the same thing in that podcast that I I was looking at for. Tom said, Screw it! It's it's still yeah. Open
3: for two years. Same with the Chargers. They're just gonna be the Chargers forever. I'm not gonna call them. they San Diego.
2: I still can't
0: get over that one. No. I
2: still say San Diego. <laughs> It just
0: seems weird to have two L.A. teams.
3: If you told me, hey, Corey, do you want to go catch a Chargers game? I would meet you in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Wait, here. It been where you? Oh, yeah, it's been four I'm, years I'm now. looking for you. I'm in the stadium. There's nobody it's like, here. It's actually weird.
2: They flex this here. game. It's going yeah. apart, <laughs> Dude, you said you got a ticket next to me on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> I drove past that
3: stadium last year. Just sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like a – I don't even know what to call it. Like a it's vacated – Oh, yeah. Just molded. Just,
0: just sad right. face. Kind of like the right.
1: Raiders but um but their stadium is gorgeous i
0: I was actually just gonna bring like a a very positive note to the raiders sorry (laughs) um so they didn't run a ton of plays they were 24th in offensive points scored but they were 11th in total yards 9th in in passing yards and 13th in rushing yards so they were above average in passing yards rushing yards I mean, Derek Carr, say what you will about him. He passed for 4,000 yards, 21 TDs, 8 eight interceptions, 70% completion rate. Josh Jacobs had 242 carries over, you know, close to 1,200 yards. I just feel like this team didn't score a lot. But they did find everywhere else. Well, that is so an important this team, thing. if this team starts scoring a lot, right, but like a lot of that just could be a function of – Freak things happening, you know. You're inside the the end zone, and I mean, Carr put the ball on the ground quite a bit. I mean, there, there there could be a ton of different variables, but like, if you're succeeding in in two areas of the game, passing yards and rushing yards, above average across the league, you have a quarterback who, for the most part, isn't making too many mistakes. I mean, a 21 to eight interception ratio, 21 TD to eight intercept eight interception ratio. That's pretty standard across the league. I mean, it's not like Derek Carr is blowing things up for them. If this team scores more touchdowns, somebody's going to be a huge beneficiary. Like I, there, there's a big sleeper somewhere in this team. I think uh, in 2020. So, yeah,
2: I, no. So I, I, I just want to say I, I, <laughs> I agree with that because of this number here, and it's it's because fantasy football drives a lot of opinion on what type of players are. 70% completion rate for Derek Carr. That's great.
3: It's 10% higher than Tom Brady last year. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty phenomenal.
2: That's great. And and he was 513 attempts too. It's not like it was in that 400 range. Even he had technically more than Pat
3: Mahomes with with his missed time, but still in that area. It's 9% higher than your QB what six, Josh Allen, QB9. So like like Could've you said right and there.
2: And, the, and it's a time of possession thing, I think uh, for the Raiders. And, and they do like to, uh, you know, coin the phrase pound the rock, um, with, w- with, their team. And I, I think that that's what they like to focus on, which is something that I was trying to say about with the Broncos is that you focus on the running game, more things can happen. Obviously they had nothing to pass to last year. Um, you know, Tyrell Williams was really the only one Darren Waller, um, also who was, you know, just, he's a tight end, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do with that. Um, so this year adding in Henry Ruggs I think is, is, is a, is a big deal. I'm all over the place here, but, um, <laughs> calm
0: down. It's all right.
2: I, I blacked out. Like, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm just pointing, I'm just pointing out that Derek Carr could be in for a better year and someone could be sitting mid season going, I need a quarterback to play. Yeah. Well, I Derek Carr.
0: So I, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I don't think Derek Carr is ever going to be a fantasy option. What I think Derek Carr can be is a viable quarterback to make multiple Raiders fantasy relevant. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, and then even to a point, Tyrell Williams, and then go further in Jalen Rashard. I mean, this team can be very comparable to what the Colts were not too long ago, where you had a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, uh, 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 a running back that was getting 80, 80 targets, there's fantasy value here. I don't know that it's necessarily in Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback.
3: Yeah, well, you look at his 2020 fantasy football finish and he finished at QB32. I think he can easily get into quarterback or two QB league draftable territory with sure. a slight increase in his production. Which you know, that's not a huge that's eight spots. But Right. He's I mean, got there's the a people specific
0: use him. case for Derek Carr as a as a yeah. fantasy quarterback. Um, but I more support. or less wanted to really touch on the Josh Jacobs of the world because it, we're, we're all kind of redoing our rankings. Josh Jacobs is going to be pushing top five running back for me. I mean, there we, there there is nothing about Josh Jacobs last year in his film that would suggest he falls outside of that.
3: The, I think I have him at seven right now. We all have him at seven. Craig has him at six. And the only problem with getting him into the top five is who do you bump? Like right. McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Cook, Henry, Kamara. That's right. who's ahead of right. him.
0: Right, no, and I I agree. I mean, it's it's a it's a very front, and that just kind of you how, back, But I'm just how, I'm just saying. How, yeah. yeah, but no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's all going in the
1: first round, early second, and and I mean, I think he's hands
3: down number seven. And if you push him ahead of Henry or Jacobs, that's fine. If it's a touchdown deficit like you were talking about, he had seven touchdowns, um, seven rushing touchdowns, and I don't think he had any, he had no receiving touchdowns. If he can push his total touchdowns into ten to twelve, yeah, he, yeah.
2: This is this is with three games not played because of the bum shoulder at the end of the year too. Right. So oh, add that was add a big in,
1: D'Angelo... No, it was
2: DeAndre Washington. And DeAndre t- Washington had in those games it was he had 106 rushing attempts last year. Which you would have to think somewhere around like 40 of them came and in those last three weeks.
0: Right. I, I actually meant to look that up before we did this podcast. I'm I'm kicking myself in the ass that I didn't because there's the, the like like you said. I mean there's a there's a good chance that a majority of DeAndre Washington's line, which was 108 carries, 387 rushing yards, and three TDs, that would have been Josh Jacobs Well, yeah, because on the field.
2: Right, and because if you really think about it, they brought in what for running back? Devontae Booker, who is a receiving back, and then the running back they drafted, who is, Bowden, who is also a receiver, wide receiver. Guy. So, yeah. like, he's a gadget guy. So, he's so, a gadget, yeah. So, who is their real backup running back?
3: Almost... Jalen The the only fine. concern is that Josh Jacobs had 242 rushing attempts and then had a shoulder injury that shut him down for the year.
2: Well, yeah, he broke his shoulder and they kept playing him like idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've <laughs> seen teams, after week
3: ten. We've seen um, teams do this with Dalvin Cook. We've seen teams do this with uh, James, James Conner specifically. Yeah, and, he, and it's not a good thing if you it's have a physical not. running back who doesn't shy away from contact and but they play they, them through shoulder injuries. They're going to complicate them, themselves over time. It's just a fact.
0: The right. shoulder's weaker than the knee. Yes. I mean, it's... it's and it, it. I mean, you, arguably you use it for everything. Right, exactly. I mean,
1: they wanted to make playoffs last year, I think. Yes. They were very close, and it just kind of pushed them, pushed them, pushed them. Yeah.
3: Oh, I can't say I would have done anything differently. If I'm John Gruden, I'm probably doing the exact same thing. But it's something to monitor with Josh Jacobs. If you see him with that probable designation and that questionable designation going into weeks, it's probably a shoulder. I don't know. Whatever he tells you it is, it's probably a shoulder.
0: Right? Yeah, and I... So, if we could predict something for Josh Jacobs just real quick. So he had 242 rushing attempts in 13 games. Are we safe to say he plays 16 games? That number is relatively the same. I mean, it's 250. I, w- I would assume, I would given s- what happened, that's kind of what we're looking at.
3: Yeah, he'll be on a touch count. He won't exceed 275 total touches, I would bet you.
0: I mean, I in, in in Craig, I know you're a huge Jacobs fan, but I don't know. You know, the world I don't in know in which that they say, okay, we're going to give you an ex in exponentially more amount of rushing attempts than we gave you in 2020. Now, what I will say is, I think he is going to do more with each of those touches than he did in 2019. He well, had 4.8 yards per carry. I that's got to be somewhere for, up in the five. Okay. I mean, there's a there's is a next gen stat out there right now of. Um, yards per carry over expected. He performed, I think, the second or third most with 1.1 yeah. yards over expected yards per carry.
2: I actually it's saw crazy. that. I saw that. Derrick Henry is the most. obviously.
1: Where is that? Um, what site um,
2: is that on? I can't. It's remember.
0: a it's a it's a next gen stat. Actually, if you go it just, on NFL.com, it,
2: it was it's uh, they do a whole cool. a whole thing on it. Um and, and so so here's here's my thing on that what, what you were talking about with the the expected attempts. I would have expected that if they did learn their lesson uh, as an organization or as the coaching staff, that they would have brought in another running back, um, like a Carlos Hyde, someone, someone that that, that could actually take that ground. Devontae Freeman? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like no! <laughs> no, 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 no. The reason no, no, because Devonte Freeman is is more of a receiving back. They have that. They have Jalen Rashard. No one's taking that away from the Rashard. You're
0: Richard. not saying that selfishly because you have both or or they would or they would have.
2: No, I really am not. It, 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 they would have kept DeAndre Washington. He's, he went to Kansas City on a cheap contract. I'm just saying that if they had learned their lesson, they, they would have done that. I can almost see, and I, I hope this doesn't happen because I do have him, is that he is out a couple of weeks because of injury because he's he's being just – he's a workhorse. like that, that They're just using him so much. And, and I think with an upgraded defense, which they did again, I would think that there's more attempts – you know, for this this Raiders team, and I, I think that bringing in Rugs is is a huge component to to drive the run game because he's going to be able to be someone that stretches the defense, stretches the safeties away from the box.
3: So I just think that that's really what they're trying to go for. The other thing I would love to see, and I wish I had the stats on it. I'm not even sure where I'd find it. Is Derek Carr had 513 pass attempts this year? How many of those was Josh Jacobs on the field for, just picking up blocks? Because you realize that you have a talent like him. You know what Saquon Barkley doesn't do, and you know what Christian McCaffrey doesn't do: is pick up friggin' blocks. They don't waste their time with that. They flex out. They catch a pass in the flat and they take it for yardage. If Josh Jacobs can do that, that there there's a lot of wear and tear on your body right there. A, a 250-pound linebacker or 300-pound defensive lineman running into you head-on at full force, that hurts your shoulder. No, right. you're, yeah. Let me tell you a couple well, things. Right. You're, complete, I mean, you're yeah, completely you're right. There's hard no hard
2: other hard. running back in that system right. that's going to be just physically taking place, regardless of the rushing attempts. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, all right. Let, so I, I'm just going to move this on. We've kind of been on Josh Jacobs for a bit. Now, I, let, I do want to talk about the the wide receivers because we have Henry Ruggs now coming in, Darren Waller with 117 targets. Scotty, I mean, you talked about Ruggs. I mean, that was the kind of the player that led us into all this. I mean what what are you expecting for Ruggs? I mean we-
1: um I mean I think I said it in that podcast before he's probably the one option, the number one option to start. Um, so for a redraft, he might be the top rookie over CD in Judy. I'm um, really I have like I think he can get 700 800 yards and maybe 6 to 7 touchdowns. I don't think it's going to have a huge season, but I do think one guy to really really look at for a sleeper this year is Hunter Renfro. Um, he had 71 targets in only 13 games as a rookie. I think he is a possibility to be the number one option this year in targets and in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. That's just my take. No, he definitely could yeah. be. Uh, for, for wide receivers, Waller is tight end. So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty- I mean, it, and I think Darren Waller is going to be drafted in most of this stuff. I, I, th- I do think that Henry Rudd's my, it's just funny, like, Henry Ruggs needs to be the number one wide receiver because the team needs him to be. Well, they draft so, him to be. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> yep. And there is a ton of rookies, wide receivers and running backs, where it's like, we need you to be our number one, right? Now, CEH is forced in that role, and Henry Ruggs is forced in, in that role. We need you to be the number one. I think Tyrell... I mean, I I think that Tyrell has again a use case on a bye week. Hunter Renfro, I'm a little bit probably not as bullish on him as you are. That's fine. Um, well, you know, Nelson but Aguilar I do pushing. But himself. I don't know that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I'm touching any any uh, Raiders wide receiver. Well, and, and that's my personal. We
1: do have opinion. to just talk about Nelson Aguilar. We do It's a good because like good I, I, I'm not gonna drop, drop the guy, but they also. Drafted um, Brian, Brian Edwards. Edwards, great wide receiver. Fantasy relevant this year? Probably not. But these guys, they did bring in rookies, Aguilar. They have a healthy run Tyrell. Carr is set up to have a decent to good season. I know they're all kind of new, but there's talent on the field.
3: There's right, a so lot of athleticism. I was so, yeah. I was so ready to rip on this draft and call it like a classic Al Davis draft because he went for the athletic wide receivers. He went for Ruggs, Bowden, and Edwards. It's such an Al Davis draft, and I was going to rip on Mark Edwards and fall in his dad's footstep and John Gruden the same way. But then I looked at it, and I was like, well, you know what they really only need is wide receivers. Right. If they had somebody to yeah. throw the ball to, it's actually not a bad draft, and Lyndon Bowden can flex into running back if you need him to. Brian Edwards is a monster outside coming out of USC with a physical, you know, go-get-it huge, big-body wide receiver and then Ruggs stretches the field. And Aguilar, I mean, I've never I've never hated on Aguilar. I know he had some drop issues, but he's a it's burner. Like, it's grade. a $1 million one-year yep. contract. And if the, you go back and watch the Patriots-Eagles-Super Bowl, he was a deciding factor in that game. He made some great catches, and he ran some great routes. So if he can just find his, his fit in a system where he's liked and appreciated and used well, he, he, could, he could have a great year this year too. Not, I'm, I'm not saying to draft him, but... Keep an eye on them. Put them on your watch list.
0: The best thing about Nelson Aguilar is 2019.
3: 69 targets. Nice.
1: Touche. It's
0: a sexual amount.
1: <laughs> and we'll take a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, joke, uh, jokes so are always better when you have to I, I
0: blame them. COVID. This is going This is going over probably an hour. Okay. Um, are we done with... I, I would mean, say we're done with the right. Darren Waller, do we, are we kind of we talked we about... Ki- we, we didn't, didn't hit on Waller as much, right. but I think, I think we know. But I he's, mean, we can hit on Waller. Yeah, draft Saturday. Darren Waller. Oh, okay. Go ahead.
1: Yes, exactly. Leading draft targets, him. leading receptions, yards, and only through touchdowns. But we expect that to go up. Yeah. I think, I,
3: if I could give you one piece of I, advice on Darren Waller, is he's yards? not worth no. four years, $22. No, but that's
1: a different conversation. <laughs> I mean, I think we can rank him as a top six to seven
3: yes, tight end. of course. Almost. Easily.
1: It's
2: not hard.
3: Um, is that where we have him? <laughs> I don't P- know. We probably have him like four or five. Yep, Uh, everybody has them at five except for Craig, who has them at six.
2: Uh,
0: All right, let's talk about the uh, Chargers. Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers.
2: No, the Austin Eckler Chargers.
0: San Diego Austin Ecklers. Are we going to go
2: right to Austin Eckler? I mean, I don't care about quarterback. Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, all right, I'm sorry.
1: Not yet. I mean, so we said before, Tyrod will start week one. Right. Right. Herbert's going to start at some point. Not sure what it means for the offense. What means
3: big for the offense is Austin Eckler, brand new contract, the four year contract. The other thing is that I I know we just said we're going to skip over it, but Tyrod Taylor has played good football in his life. Uh, like on the Bills, he led that team pretty effectively. If you see the Chargers at like week 10 and they're 8 and 2, they're not going to bring in Herbert. I don't think. Maybe oh God, you disagree. No. no. But if they're winning, why change? And and, and Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable NFL quarterback and on this team, he, he's going to be a game manager.
0: Right, but that that bodes poorly for fantasy for their wide. receivers. I don't want a oh, million percent for agree. Their wide receivers, yeah. yes, for their wide receivers. But he's going to throw it to Austin Eckler one hundred fifteen times. Let's, let's 10 talk weeks. about Austin and, and Eckler. He
2: used to love his tight ends in Buffalo too. Yes, he did.
0: All right, we're going right to Austin Eckler. So Tyrod is what it is. Let me let me let me set the stage for the Chargers real quick for what two thousand nineteen was for them. Uh. Below average in offensive plays, below average in points scored, but much like the Raiders, above average in offensive rank in passing yards. However we take, we remove Phillip Rivers, substitute Tyrod Taylor.
3: 591 vacated pass attempts.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks. F- figure that out. <laughs> and, and now we talk Austin Eckler. Yeah. who I, I, Austin Eckler is going to be my bust. This year. You think? I'm throwing that So you're, this, you're a big Justin Jackson, Jackson guy? Episode. I'm not a big Justin Jackson guy. Yeah, over 100 I, targets
1: with I Roman going on the field. Tom's I, saying he won't be a top 10. He
2: had nearly 1,000 receiving
1: yards. Right. right. Yeah, but, but t- Tyrod is no, no Phillip Rivers in passing to the running back at all. So I, I don't per- think he
2: can pass beyond twenty yards.
3: Yeah, Tyra Taylor is even less of Philip Rivers in deep passes, so he's got to throw the ball somewhere. I think it's a checkdown. is tonight, one but- of the greatest quarterbacks in the last couple of years to dishing off to the RVs. I don't know he knows where if it's a I don't know he's very good at setting function. a function I don't yes. think it's a function of greatness though I think it's a function of okay my running backs open and pretty good I'm just gonna give it to him he's no. two feet away from the, well no no the no, ho- no, no the, no. the thing is, the thing with Philip Rivers
2: crazy. was he was very good at looking at safeties and corner looking off players to where he actually really wanted to throw the football and and a lot of the times it wasn't just like some rookie quarterbacks where they just checked down to tight end or check down to running back Rivers was really good at that but Tyrod Taylor is really kind of, I don't want to say one-dimensional because he he obviously has multiple, um, you know, things he can do. But I, I just think that deep threat, that deep part of the game is going to be, you know, as a defensive we, coordinator, I know he can't do it, so why would I
3: game we plan for we,
0: we haven't seen Tyrod Taylor play in two years. Two years. Two and a so. half years, three years, something like
3: that. Some number of years, yes.
0: I am not gonna sit here and say that all of a sudden Austin Eckler's 108 targets 92 receptions thousand receiving yards remain the same and that was 65 percent of Austin Eckler's yardage totals
1: yeah I mean I see that going down too that
0: is scary
1: but he can still be a top 10 guy because I mean, he, he what he was RB four or five last year to end the season. So if those go down a bit, but add a few more attempts because Melvin Gordon's gone. Yeah, you have
3: 162 rush attempts and 55 targets he's, gone he's, from he's the offense.
0: He's a 4.2 yards per carry running back. That's not bad for a pass-catching guy. He's not. I mean, I, there's sure, no. Way. But do you want to go and give him hundred more attempts? Uh, no. Yes. Okay. Well,
3: but to yes. that point, Melvin Gordon had 162 attempts at 3.8 oh, yards, oh, yards oh, a carry. So oh. yeah, the Chargers are going to give it to him. Right, uh, and that's he, why I don't he think he's going to gonna
0: be good on the. B- well, it doesn't. <laughs> it does.
3: His his average doesn't matter. 4.2. It could be. It could be one if they give him 400 attempts. I, I mean, it's sweet.
0: I, I see what you're saying, Melvin Gordon. Scored we always eight talk eight about touchdowns. volume. We, is Melvin, Melvin Gordon scored eight touchdowns to Austin Eckler's three. I mean, there's just like it, it's very clear in the, in the way that they use them. It's very clear. I I don't think that Austin Eckler can maintain a level of fantasy success without the receiving numbers that he received. In but
3: Austin Eckler scored three rushing touchdowns before Melvin Gordon came back, and then Melvin Gordon came back and scored eight rushing touchdowns. Melvin, I mean Austin Eckler, also scored Melvin eight touchdowns. Scored all, all three Russian touchdowns after he came back. Well, like Austin Eckler scored all three of his touchdowns before Melvin right, Grant came back. Yep, yep. Or, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. As soon as Melvin Gordon is now gone from the equation, somebody has to score those rushing touchdowns. They're not just going to not score rushing well, touchdowns. It's yeah. going to be Eckler because of the I, usage.
0: I well, know. well, I mean, well. I, I feel like it's a weak argument only because it's like, okay, well, so they almost admitted that Austin Eckler isn't good at doing that, and they have a superior back doing that. So,
3: Well, the flip case is, this. do you think that uh, Justin Jackson's going to no no, 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 I, I no. I,
0: I'm I, not sitting here advocating for Justin Jackson at all. I will. I am. I'm I'm. <laughs>
3: correct. I'm
0: advocating for not drafting Austin Eckler in the I'll second we, round. I'll do <laughs> but it. You go ahead. You do your Justin Jackson thing.
2: 29 <laughs> rushing attempts, 200 yards, 6.9 yards, 6.9 yards per so carry. Sexual. Seven nice. I so mean, sexual. you can say it's the
1: right
0: same
2: there. thing
1: with Jordan Wilkins of the Colts. He he had a, over six yards per carry, but on very limited, very, very limited garbage but, time. Carries. But again, it was seven games. So you, you know,
2: he was yeah, a rookie but, last year with no a third string rookie. No, last year. no,
1: he he was not this. This, he, this is his th- third year now, so he was a sophomore last year. So math wise, that's four carries a game. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, is
2: obviously that's going to be an uptick, and and with obviously the you know absence of Melvin Gordon in the beginning of the year, Austin Eckler's numbers were a little bit skewed in, as far as rushing attempts, um, and targets. But you know now Melvin Gordon's not there. Uh, Justin Jackson is going to take take work. It, it, it's going to happen. He's going to get over 100 rushing attempts. Like it, it's going to happen. Tell me otherwise, and, and, and I, I'll say you are well, a fool. They
0: they drafted jo- uh, Josh Kelly, who scored twelve. Teams. Josh kelly was, been
2: on the team for like three years. No, he's j- been on
0: he's the team. He's a rookie. That I, they I think
1: just you're drafted. you're you're switching Justin j- Jackson and Josh Kelly at big time. Joshua,
0: he, Joshua Kelly. is Josh a rookie, rookie, rookie running back that they okay, just drafted.
2: Joshua Kelly. Sorry, I'm thinking of the Kelly. John Kelly, so the John kelly for the Rams. Okay, so um, everything Craig
0: just said about Justin Jackson cut out of this podcast? Is that no, absolutely here? not. No, he okay, just makes up. Right, no, okay. He just makes no, up Justin, Kelly
2: for the last two seconds. S- just- s- sorry, mm-hmm. I have the wrong running back. Kelly, God, no. <laughs> Justin Jackson is a great buy. I don't care where you're going to
3: be drafting him after the 10th round. That- you should be drafting this but guy. But that being said, Greg, I will disagree. I don't think he's going to have 100 rushing attempts, but i put him in for like 80. Shaka bet. Deal. Another one. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. so you I'll, said 80, I said 100, but I, do it at 90. I do see Justin yeah. Jackson. J- rushing attempts, though, not
1: rushing not attempts, attempts. attempts. I do see Justin Jackson being a flex play uh, the season.
3: Completion? Craig's going to have a. Third, <laughs> what else what? could
0: the attempts be?
3: Uh, I mean, uh, pass, pass uh, targets, receptions. There we go. Receptions. <laughs> so total T- attempts. Yeah. You're, you're talking about touches. I didn't want touches. touches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So Regardless, I, I say rushing completions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so whoever ends up a, being the second running back if it's Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly one of those guys two craps about Joshua Kelly I mean you have
2: might... to though you you they drafted this guy sorry there's no, of, that. there's no comment here but I don't think they drafted him I
1: think he's an undrafted free agent
0: no he was drafted in I think the third round I had no free no idea. chance um
1: anyways I do think Justin Jackson is is the second back to Eckler he is a flex play Throughout I, the season, not a high flex play, but you know a bottom end flex play like Carlos Hyde was I mean, out of
0: UCLA.
3: I, I, get I, out of my face!
0: I agree no, with that. Undrafted. I agree I with guaranteed. that in the sense that yes, Justin Jackson can be a flex play. He's drafted in the fourth round, pick Justin, 112. Okay, let's get off the Josh Keller thing.
3: It's if
0: Justin Jackson is a flex play, Austin Eckler isn't a top ten running back. If if Austin Eckler is a top ten running back, he does not allow the running back in the same offense to so be a So Tom, play. last
1: year Austin Eckler was an RB one, with Novin Gordon being a high end RB two. Yes, all, all we're saying is, is Eckler stays the RB one, and Jackson is now a back end RB three. Yeah, I agree. Yes, that, that's and funny. there I, there is I a role that that, a, that, that does a, happen.
0: I have a hard time advocating for especially with as quarterbacks as, they as don't being being know. A like. top and Tom, 10 I totally agree. Back.
1: We we just don't know. I mean, w- if it's Tyra, if it's Herbert, if Herbert c- comes in, he might be w- way worse, way
0: better. Well, yeah, I mean, that, it's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, than Herbert. We don't even know saying, if
3: it's but, a yeah. We don't know if it's a bump or or a, or a or a or, knock
0: or or a knock. Right, and I mean, we have news that he's not. So I mean, we have to use the two and a half Tyra thing. Uh, thing. Um, all right, let's talk about Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. All
3: um, all huge hits without Phil Rivers. I think we're all in agreement. And,
0: and I agree. Um, all are Rivers all three without?
3: So, losing Philip Rivers is a oh, hit. So like a no, the yeah, yeah. coffin. Like, no. no, or like it. <laughs> Their careers are over. Um, I mean, he had a hundred, yeah, Keenan all
1: Allen had one hundred and
2: fifty targets last year, over hundred receptions, I, I, and only got twelve hundred yards out
0: of it. Right. I don't. I don't think Keenan Allen can duplicate what he did last year. Absolutely not. No.
3: So I say that every year about Keenan Allen, and then every year I'm wrong. Like he is one of the more consistent guys, though you don't think he is. He, I don't I, unless there's unless been, he's hurt, he's been stayed times, healthy the last two years.
2: It's like the first half of the so season, he, Keenan Allen's terrible, and then the second half of the season, Keenan Allen's like the best wide receiver that's ever played, yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, that's it's right. either
3: one of the halves. Yeah. But technically, he's due for a season-ending injury, so just look out for that. Not man. sure
2: the physical targets or receptions that he's going to get. I think that the actual receiving game in this offense is going to struggle. Um, obviously, he's a number one wide receiver on a team, and he's going to some be somewhere around that wide receiver one, wide receiver two cusp. But I don't see
3: him higher than that. He was wide receiver eight last
2: year.
0: Yeah, I mean he he has been consistent, but he has always had. Phillip. So I mean, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's you tough. mean
3: you take away the, the, the quarterback that you've had for your entire career and this season's a giant question mark, which okay. again, I think typically I draft Keenan Allen like late two, early three. I'm pushing him back to like the fourth round. If he's hanging out there, I might take a flyer on him just to see what he can do. Yeah. But I'm not super confident in it. I'm definitely not reaching which is all. which is not usually what you'd say about a wide receiver eight. You'd think wide receiver eight. So second second round. Maybe even maybe push the first round if you you get a wide receiver run. Yeah, and 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 Mike Williams took a big dip
2: last year from because his biggest thing uh, two years ago in 2018 was his touchdowns. Right, he
1: had 10 touchdowns and now he has two last year. I mean, right, still then, a thousand yards, but 20 yards per reception is crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. I so mean, actually he's, he, he, he had
0: the knock going in two thousand nineteen, like, oh you didn't you couldn't get it over a thousand yards and it's like all right, yeah, no, I put up a thousand yards, but, but no touchdowns. No touchdowns. So Keenan Allen's actually it's like, make been up your mind,
3: dude. healthy for three straight years. I didn't realize that. I thought it was only two. Wow. And two hundred and nine point five fantasy points last year, which is a wide receiver eight finish, two hundred and eleven point six the year before, so call it a wide right. receiver eight finish, and then two thirty three two years ago. Right, and, and call it so, a wide receiver five so finish.
0: I we all agree with you. Like, I think I'm Keenan, just saying his, his consistency
3: I, was stronger than I thought. I didn't oh, think he was I, that consistent.
0: One hundred percent, and I think he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. He
3: thinks so too. If you checked his Twitter feed, I, yeah, he's you know, actually,
0: the, the fact that he called them all out, I'm kind of like, ah, he, he might have a point. Yeah. He goes, he goes, <laughs> yeah, you
3: might be faster than me, but I'm better than you. <laughs>
0: right. Um, but it's just he's he's been consistent with Philip Rivers, and now we get Tyrod Taylor. Oh yeah. Um, Huge if mark. if he can get the ball as many times thrown his way, I think that he has it has the ability to replicate this. I just don't know that that's he will go the to plan. Target. Yeah. Um I don't think that Mike Williams is a fantasy option very late. I think you take a shot on him. But Hunter Henry, guy that I know Scotty you you love Hunter Henry. I think everybody loves Hunter Henry. Everybody's wanted him to do well. It's like okay, you're finally healthy. You had a good season last year. Maybe a tight rod. Like, yeah. what do we do with Hunter Henry? I mean, and, and I think this is the last guy I probably yeah, to talk about. But.
1: Again, tight end landscape. He's probably a top five or six <laughs> in our rankings. But um, I don't know if it was Dowzer Craig that said it before. Tyrod has had great years with tight ends as well. He focuses on the tight ends. You know, he he's the mobile quarterback that can dump it off to the tight end. Um. I think he's safe as a top five or six tight end, which, of course, after the top six is not saying much, but um, a very safe blanket. Even yeah, he's
3: he's in that tier that I'm not reaching to get by any means. Um, if he's hanging out seventh, eighth round, maybe maybe start looking that's at him. That's
2: where we've been yep. seeing him going in, in drafts is around that area, and and I would absolutely agree, even with the injury concerns, he's he's the next best guy. yeah, yeah
3: I'll take him over all the crap that's out there. Yeah, you just um, you really just look at the the top couple guys, like you know, Kelsey Kittle Ertz, and then after that, you're just waiting. You know, see when a guy goes and then you start thinking about Hunter Henry. When you see another guy go, okay, now really Waller goes off the board. Now you're like, okay, Hunter Henry. Right. When and you, I
0: and I think that's kind of the tier that you kind of start looking at them in is is Waller and and all them. Yep. Um All right, let's do a recap real quick. Recap of everything. Recap, yep. recap, recap them movies. <laughs> <laughs> um kansas city chiefs absolute gold mine for fantasy pat mahomes um i almost H. i almost said damian williams but right. he opted he out so yeah, pat mahomes ceh travis kelsey tyreek hill easy i think
1: Nicole harman late but
0: micole harman as
1: for the guys maybe. to definitely get yes
0: you right, know what's wild four. all four of those guys are all going to go now before the fourth or fifth round. Early, yep. Fifth or fourth round. That's gonna, that's yeah. going to be wild. Uh, There's going to be four. Two. Okay. Uh, Denver Broncos, uh, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton.
1: Jerry Judy. Jerry, I I put Jerry Judy we in there. We draft Jerry Judy. Noah Fant.
0: Noah Fant. Later. And that, that's, that's
1: – Drew Locke, a late – quarterback and two quarterback leads two
3: quarterbacks
0: and two quarterback, quarterback leagues. And I would I
3: would take Lindsey if he's hanging out late.
0: Okay. So and then Lindsey late. So I think I think really the primary fantasy options Courtney Sutton Melvin. Melvin I think Fanta. And, and top then everybody ten. else is I, kinda in fan in I think Fanta. Yeah. There's a lot of middling tight ends here. Uh Raiders, Josh Jacobs, uh rugs Waller. Yes. There's a use case for Hunter Renfro, for Tyrell Williams, potentially Derek Carr in two quarterback leagues, but those three are are for sure the every format you're taking those guys. And then the Chargers, it's Austin Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Justin Jackson, Mike Williams.
3: Yeah. If I had if I
0: if I had to put them in order, it's probably Allen Eckler, then. You know Henry, Mike Williams, Justin Jackson, something like that. Yeah, and um, I think
3: there. As with that, we kind of wrap up the AFC. That's that's um, the entire AFC, right? AFC. And I think yeah. we should probably we'll put together something on our site for you subscribers, uh, something early for you, just a, a consolidation of the guys that we um, mentioned at the end of the podcast each week. Just yep. a wrap up for you on the most fantasy viable targets on each team. We could put that together. We'll have that out probably tomorrow, the next day. And uh, send that out to all of our subscribers first so you get an early edge on everybody else if your drafts are coming up.
0: We'll send it with a sticker.
3: And we add it if you... Are, <laughs> yes. yeah. Speaking of subscribers... <laughs> like, subscribe, retweet us. We'll send you a sticker. Yeah. If you subscribe to our site, you will get
1: an email for a free invitation to our Top Shelf Listener League. As of right now, our prize is a Top Shelf Fantasy Glass, a sticker, and a signed Kenny Galladay Lions jersey.
0: You got the Kenny Galladay jersey. I got it. I got it. That's yeah. so dope. So
1: uh, love it. I think it was a pretty good g- giveaway. Should have let off with that. <laughs> we're gonna have to start I trying know. a lot harder to win this
3: league because I kind of <laughs> want that jersey. <laughs> I don't yeah, think. It, are no, we, we eligible? We, <laughs> we don't win <laughs> that. We can't win that. We can't. Win if that, we win, right. then the,
1: the second place team we will
0: we we'll still get it. Wait till an yeah. hour and ten minutes in to say, oh, you know, we're giving away a Kenny Galladay." I didn't jersey.
1: think about it until he said the sticker thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really <laughs> did not. I'm sorry. We'll we lead that into the next book. The next book.
0: <laughs> um, all right, well, with that, we start
3: we'll NFC, NFC next
0: time.
3: NFC coming at you. NFC, what, north? North. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid.
2: Stay loose. Stay <laughs> loose.